Praise the Lord. A lot of miracles are taking place. We're hearing about those miracles uh, daily and how the Lord is answering prayer. And for God to answer prayer, you got to pray. What do you think? Does that make sense to you? does to me. And now that we are really pushing the pedal to the metal, uh, God is responding. And he always said that he would in the Word of God. We, uh, we have this moment of fasting and praying, and we are expecting great and wonderful things. So I want to get us into prayer. If you have a need uh, or know of a need of someone else, get the card in uh, when you come and we take the cards back and we pray. Just let me encourage you. Let your faith lead you. Let, let an excitement be contagious in your life. Trust God every time you touch a card to believe that God is going to make that happen. Look beyond yourself and look into the realm of others. And when you do, here's what I know. The love of Jesus Christ will in fact do the miraculous. I'm calling the message for a few minutes tonight, or I'm calling the whole message, not just a few minutes of it, claiming the blessing. I'm going to read Lewis Smead's. This is what he wrote. He says, we ordinary people cannot fit our lives into preformed styrofoam boxes. We cannot manage life as well as we would like, at least not in our secret places. We cannot get all the strings tied, and it won't wrap up the way we want it. For us, survival is often the biggest success story we dare hope for. Ordinary people feel too tired a lot. They come to church and listen to the words about grace that has made life all right at the core. But they're often so muzzled by self-pity, so shackled by anger, so paralyzed by their own real hurts, they cannot find the extra reserve of power to open their hearts to the reality of Jesus Christ and to the fact of His grace. God needs to open the door. The surprise is that God does give us the gift sometimes, and sometimes we accept it. It's a wonderful article. I think it's uh, pretty true. I thought how sad it is that we just level down to maybe 150 degrees and say, well, just to survive is the best I could look for. Just to survive. You will never find a very successful person, never a very successful business, never a successful family that says our goal was just to make it. It was just to survive. What you will find, you will not find it in the Scripture where Peter, any of the other disciples, James, John, all of them put together said, well, our goal was just to survive. They went out believing that the power of Almighty God that flowed through them would be more than enough to meet every need. They were taught we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We look at the church today, and we don't want to be negative about that, but we want to face reality. The church doesn't need a religious awakening. Uh, we need a spiritual awakening. Somebody say amen. We need the Holy Spirit to come upon us, not in an external experience, but rather an internal experience that awakens us. It happens at 212 degrees, and it's created by one thing that we call the power of prayer. Think about it. It's not go to the gym six days a week and take a day off. It is created through the power of prayer. Prayer is that communication that makes you more intimate with the God that you serve. Billy Graham said, I want to capture it this way as a quote, there's something ominous in the air and my bones vibrate with the horror of it. 
He says, I believe that the ability of the church is to exercise a a spiritual directive, and we can. It says, if we pray and seek God's face, there is no if, and, or buts about it. We will hear from heaven. Amen? We will hear from heaven, not just on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but he said, if my people pray and seek God's face, you will hear from heaven. Are you hearing? Are you believing that? Are you trusting that? in our time of fasting and praying. The prophet Zechariah is addressing the people of God. His people have returned from exile out of Babylonian captivity, and they have returned to Jerusalem. And when they get to Jerusalem, they see what they realized they would see. They saw the devastation there of the temple. But there's one thing that they had been doing in that captive uh, Babylonian empire. They had been praying and they had been fasting. They'd been seeking Jehovah. They'd been calling upon God. And finally, their deliverance came, and they're able to go back to Jerusalem. After two years, the temple of worship still remains in ruins. They don't know what to do. They continue to pray, and they believe God. You see, this one factor expresses the despair that, that they had in their lives. And then they began to sense, we have a promise from Almighty God. He reminds them that they are about to reap. Here it is. He reminds them in this word, he reminds them that they're about to reap is a result of their fasting and praying. Sometimes our obedience, sometimes our fasting and prayer, sometimes the initial seeds that we plant, we do not get an immediate harvest. But to that person that says, I don't intend just to succeed. I don't want to live at 150 degrees. I want to go to 212. Here's what I know. If I remain faithful and true to God and do what God's Word, I may not get exactly what I want now, but eventually there's got to take a rupture that will take place and a prick will explode and the blessings and the favor of God will come down. No prayer can go unanswered in the economy of Almighty God. Everybody with me out there? Got to preach a little heat tonight. Prayer creates an appetite for God. Say that with me. Prayer creates an appetite for God. It creates an appetite for God. Zechariah 8 21. And the inhabitants of one city will go to another and say, let us go at once to entreat the Lord and seek the Lord Almighty. The writer, I myself am going. The people responded speedily in their times of prayer. Why? Because they had learned that prayer created an appetite for Almighty God. There are a lot of things that we do every day. Most of our daily day deals with the pressures of society, trying to survive, deal with meeting time demands or working for survival or just trying to manage a relationship and hope, hopefully it can be livable and raising and rearing children and working on personal agendas. Our appetite in life is done or is accounted for by our schedule and what we spend is usually directed by our flesh 
And our flesh says, hey, I got to do all these things today. And the spirit man said, remember, if you just pray, if you just seek God, spirit man said, I need, I need a new vision. Spirit man says, I need a new input. Spirit man says, I need a new infusion of God's Holy Spirit. Don't forget, pray, pray, pray. The only way for the spirit man to be properly acknowledged is for us to do just that. Pause and pray. The constant battle between the carnal flesh, we know, and the Spirit can only be resolved through prayer. I rebuke you, Satan. In Jesus' name, get behind me. Prayer creates an appetite. When we pray, spend time in prayer as you have been doing now, I guess going on maybe 10 days, 9 or 10 days, it creates an appetite for God. It creates an expectancy. It creates something supernatural could happen. It creates to say, God, I believe the windows of heaven are going to open. But it also creates a desire and an appetite for God's will to be done. God, I want your will to be done. It creates an appetite for God's mercy to come into our lives and God's direction into our lifestyles. It creates faith to be exercised, spiritual ideas, and new dreams come to pass and come into our hearts, and it creates a new spiritual dimension. You see, until we pray, until we pray, well, I pray every day. Now, you know what I'm talking about. You spend that time and say, God, this is my prayer time. This is it. We are consumed with meeting the demands of the here and now. But if you chase your schedule, just today, the here and now of our lives usually has nothing to do with spiritual growth. The here and now. Being here has a lot to do with spiritual growth. Praying, having those cards, spending time fast has a lot. But in the daily routine of ordinary life, you see, when we fail to pray, our appetite for other things becomes so great that we have no time to exercise a spiritual dynamic in the Holy Spirit. So he said, if you don't have an appetite for God, the lack of that appetite will be filled up by something else. But when we pray, we create that appetite with which God will sustain us spiritually and will help us make what we call now godly decisions. With the lack of prayer, however, causing the absence of an appetite for God, it will also create an environment where evil will prevail. We are accountable to one another. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 10, night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. This is Paul writing, church at Thessalonica, night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply, supply what is lacking in our faith. Here's another, prayer creates an atmosphere for the Spirit to move. It creates an atmosphere for the Spirit to move. I don't know about you, but in your time of prayer, you get along. If you have a prayer language, you can exercise that. When you're in prayer and you, God moves and you're in prayer, it creates an atmosphere for God to cause you to weep sometimes. It creates an atmosphere for you to feel a real burden. You cannot go through those cards if your heart is right with Jesus without feeling the burden that shackles you to say, God, I had no idea in a church like Victory there'd be so many destitute, needy people. And watch how many you get that talks about family members that are lost. Watch how many you get that says the devil has stolen this, and so far he owns it. But you, because you prayed, 
will tell the enemy by the authority of your prayers no longer because I am moving in the spirit of a living God. For years the people of God have been praying for spiritual renewal. And now they are in the city of Jerusalem and God is beginning to answer their prayers. They are now hungry, more hungry for God than ever before. And that hunger created an atmosphere for a new spiritual dimension to begin to take place. And here's what he said, when the people of God pray, other nations will desire to respond. We read it there in our text. They want to come to Jerusalem now. Why? Because they're sense, other people can sense a move of God. A person that's never even darkened the door of a church, come in and feel that will sense. There's something I have never felt before, and it is the power of the Holy Spirit. In a church that prays, it makes the avenue of the Holy Spirit open up much broader so God can move. James says, James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. How do I know I'm a righteous man? If you've been redeemed, you are a righteous man. If you've been redeemed, you're a righteous woman. Don't let the devil tell you, well, now that I've been redeemed and I know myself backwards and forwards and I'm not the most perfect, here here it is. If you are redeemed and Jesus Christ is your Lord, you are a righteous person. Somebody say amen. Do not take second-class citizenship. Stand on the Word of God in your own life. And when you believe it, you'll begin to behave it. But you will never behave it until you choose to believe it. It's true. When the atmosphere is filled with prayer, oh, and I feel it, and we're going to be in that prayer in just a moment, conviction is stronger. The gifts of the Spirit function more easily. Spiritual hunger is literally ignited. A new vision is enhanced and the power of God reaches into the greatest potential. It lifts the faith of the believer and it says to the enemy, you're a liar. That's as far as you can go. What we need is not necessarily another program, but people to pray and people to hunger after God. There are more than 450,000 churches in the U.S., 150, 160 million people total. That's somewhere around 35 to 40 churches or so for, for or 34, 35 to 40 people for every single church. We've got them all over the place. But see, the problem is we act like ordinary people. We don't expect much more than survival. We don't really believe that when we pray, we part the powers of darkness by the authority of the Son of the living God. But once we grab hold of that and we own it, and tonight is a good night to do that, I'm here to tell you God is ready to do whatever we ask Him to do if we're willing to say in Jesus' name by the authority of your word. When you take those cards and your fingers begin to move through them, believe that your life, your fingers, your voice, your prayer literally causes God to be moved and say this need is going to be answered. Pray with authority by the grace of God because you are in the presence of Almighty God. Here's number three prayer pierces the barriers. Zechariah in that text 823, this is what the Lord God Almighty says in those days, 10 men from all languages and nations will take firm hold 
of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, let us go with you because we have heard that God is with you. Doesn't matter what language, geographical location. Must be something about the family of God. Let us go with you. Let us be a part of what's happening. You don't desire to be a part of something that's not happening. But everybody likes to be a part of something that is happening. And the atmosphere and the privilege of fasting and prayer is charged. It will happen by the grace of God. Notice the result of prayer, that atmosphere for the Spirit to move. The barriers are now pierced. And the unbelieving and those that are not respectful of the Jewish people now are saying the Gentiles are beginning to follow. That's exactly what happened in Peter's ministry. When others said it's just for the Jews, he marched in and said, no, this is for the Gentile. But he heard that through his dream and vision that God gave to him. And the spiritual barriers are great, and we come in many, many different forms. The enemy is not just cased by one personality. You see, sometimes comes in the form of an unsaved, rebellious spouse that just will not get their spiritual act together. Do you realize as a woman who's trying to serve God how aggravated it is to have a husband that will not get in unity with the Spirit of the living God? Do you know what that is? It's not his personality or her personality. It is a lie from the enemy, and the enemy says, I own that stronghold. Let me tell you something, lady. Break it in the name of Jesus Christ, sir. Let me say to you, break it in the name of Jesus Christ and stand strong in your faith. Somebody give up an amen. It's a marriage that doesn't know what good marital health is. Well, we can claim that by the grace of God. It's finances that doesn't seem to ever turn around. Everybody else seems to get financial favor. It is the aggravation on the job that sometimes can be demonically inspired. It is consistent sickness that will not let up. I guess we're going to live a life of sickness in Jesus' name. I, I read today a friend, a friend who, who comes to church here and saw just a brief deal. Well, I'm, this has happened, sickness. My wife's in the hospital, sickness. This is sickness, he said. This is getting the best of me. I'm, I'm just about ready to quit. Buddy, I fired off at him. I said, I want you to know that is a lie from the pit of hell. Don't you ever say that you're about ready to quit. Stand up in the name of Jesus Christ. Declare your victory. And don't ever let the devil hear you say, I'm about to quit. I said, here's where you're in a perfect atmosphere for a miracle. Begin to live like it and behave like it and touch toward that by the grace of God true it's true we can get beat up all day long get up in the morning and go out you're gonna get slapped around you're gonna get beat up you're gonna get misunderstood hello if you expect to live a free life from all that pain forget it friend go ahead and buy your casket it's called life but we don't react to life we react to the will of the living God and he promised to surround us by the power of his holy. You've got unmet prayers that you prayed. I guess I might as well give up. You've started behaving like you're giving up. 
Stop behaving like you're giving up. You might have prayers that you've prayed that's not been answered, but behave like they are answered in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, well, I don't know that I can do it. That's your problem. You're leaning on you. Lean not to your own understanding. I'm chasing rabbits here now, but it feels really good. The path, think about it. Here it is, the power of prayer. You see, constant sickness that with inability to conquer a habit, you know what happens most of the time in that regard? You're not accountable to someone to help you. Not accountable. A relationship that will not heal. Stay humble. Stay humble and watch that relationship. In most of those situations, we've tried everything that we know to do with the exception of a true specific time, often of prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting starts in you first. We pray on the run. Our prayers are genetic. And God said, aren't you hungrier than that? Don't you want to spend a little more time? Don't, don't you want me to breathe on your spirit man a little bit more? Yeah, you got a lot of problems, but I've given you avenues with which those things can be met. Aren't you tired of not drilling on down in the Holy Spirit waters? Aren't you tired of just being ordinary? Wouldn't you like to see a mammoth move of my spirit? Wouldn't you like to be able to say, I don't have to talk about what happened years ago. It's in the here and now. There is new wine, amen? There is new wine available for those who believe God. And he says, when you get to the place, God is searching for a person, a family, a church, an individual that says, I will pray until I thirst for God, until the atmosphere is charged with his power, until the barriers are beginning to be pierced, and I will not retreat. The great testimonies of my life, the simple truth is, in some of the, I just chose not to retreat. Somebody said, well, you got to know when you're whipped. Well, you get whipped all day long. But there's some supernatural things that just say, uh, 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 uh. I'm not retreating. I'm standing. Well, I know somebody really prayed and for someone and they died, did they? Where'd they go? Well, they went to heaven. Heaven's a whole lot better place than what you think, friend. Amen whole lot better place. whole lot better place. It's better than a Caribbean cruise. Cruise to Alaska, two chronicles, is the prayer of Solomon. As Solomon finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven and burned up the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple so that the priest couldn't enter. All the people had been watching, and now they fell flat on the pavement and worshiped and thanked the Lord. How good he is, they exclaimed. He is always so loving and kind. His name is Jesus, and he is here. He is here, child of God. He is here. The strong arm of a mighty God 
is here. These needs, these needs are simple issues that he, in his perfect and divine will, every last one of them that fast could be resolved. And what he says is, do you believe it? Are you encouraged? So God pierced the barriers and he declared to his people, if you want to hear from heaven, if you want to see the impossible, if you want to pierce the barriers and have your prayers answered, then practice prayer. It'll make you hungry for God. It'll open the door of the supernatural and you can declare it and it will pierce the barriers of Satan's domain, domain, claim, claim, you claim the blessing. Father God, in your name, there is no name above the name of Jesus. Every time we mention his name, it causes the power of the enemy to shake. We know that the enemy puts on a good show, puts on a power strength. He puts on a lot of issues that make us believe he's all powerful. He is not. He's never created a thing. He cannot create anything. The death sentence on him has already been signed. He just chooses not to believe it and behaves like it's not true, but it does not change the fact he's already been ordered by the word of Jehovah to spend eternity in hell. And Lord God, we claim that in your name. We declare this place is a place of prayer. Do what we cannot do and right now inspire each of us to take a higher step in the realm of faith when we pray over these cards and to believe it in Jesus' name. We're going to have a moment and ask you, come get the cards. Take them back. If you have one you want to add, add it. Take these cards. Don't fast read over them. Pray. Let the Spirit get in you over those needs. So go ahead if you feel like, I don't want to pray, just sit there. You say, I want to leave, just leave. Whatever it is you want to do, be led by the Holy Spirit. But these cards represent us. So let's pray and let's believe God together, shall we?
Do not run from that which is prompting you by my spirit. Do not second guess my desire of you. Do not allow the voices of influence outside my will direct you. I have instructed you. I have laid my hand on you. I have called you. Listen. Do not be afraid. Stand strong. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me tomorrow. Acknowledge me in your faith. And do not waffle, but watch what I will do when you stand. Father, we give you praise. We receive that as a word to all of us, maybe some more specifically. 
that as you're speaking, there are those in this room or online who know you took a moment to interrupt us for a moment to speak directly to some. And God, we ask you for divine favor. Let our lives be a sacrifice unto you. In Jesus' name. So we ask you to take one or two of these needs, whatever pricked your heart, and really bear down and pray for that need. Really bear down and say, God, for some reason that touched my heart. Touch my heart. God is able. Amen. You are the anointed and the righteous. Thank for being, pray for the services this weekend. Let's believe God for miracles. Amen. Love you, everybody. God bless you in Jesus' name.